0: Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning in to the Credit Agents Podcast. If you learned anything new, give us a like, a follow, and share. Thank
1: you so much. Student loans can suck. It seems like it would take forever and a day to pay them off. And politicians have promised to cancel them, but for the most part, it's been all talk just to get elected. Well, today we're gonna talk about one student loan company that will be canceling student loan debt, but it's not for political reasons. I'm Joe Chavarria, and this is another episode of The Joe Credit Show. Okay, so let's look at the case here a little bit. So the the student loan company was Naviant, and so Naviant will be canceling $1.7 billion worth of student loan debt. The Department of Education's Office of Inspector General did an investigation in 2019, and what they found was that Naviant tended to place borrowers in long-term forbearance as opposed to offering an income-driven repayment option, also known as an IDR. So Naviant has denied any wrongdoing. They were accused of violating consumer protection laws. They denied that they did anything wrong there or caused borrowers any harm. However, they did agree to to settle with 39 states attorney generals. Okay, so roughly 66,000 people who had loans with Naviant will benefit from this. This is gonna average out to about $25,000 worth of debt per person. And here is the caveat to all that. So the the loans have to be private educational loans. They cannot be government-backed student loans because after all, why would the government cancel any debt? And these have to be loans that Navient originated between 2002 and 2010. And these have to be borrowers who were offered the the forbearance option as opposed to the income driven repayment option. And these borrowers would have to have their loans be later defaulted on or the loans were eventually charged off. And so Navient will be sending out communication to these borrowers who will be benefiting from the canceled debt. So if you had a loan with Navient, you should be getting an email or some level of communication to know if you are one of those lucky individuals. All right, so let me kind of give you my opinion on this case. So I don't think it was Navian's intent to, to harm people. Uh, they are a, a for-profit company. They can kind of do whatever they, they want to do, uh, whatever they believe is best for their, their business. Now, if they knew that what they were doing um, was wrong or maybe the, the, the best thing to do for the consumer was to offer the IDR um, instead of the long-term deferrals and yet still remain profitable, then I'd say that's pretty shady. Um, But either way, you know, the the consumer isn't making payments in a forbearance um, and IDRs and income driven payment plans, you know, that could also allow for for a gap in payments a year or two, maybe, uh, or longer, um, depending on where the income lands in terms of the household income or the, the median income for the county or state you're living in. And so you know, either way, the consumer does benefit short term from not having to pay any payments. So I don't see the big harm in it per se, but of course, I would need to look deeper into the into the case and each credit report would be different. And of course, Navient claimed that they didn't violate any consumer uh, any consumer protection laws. and, And I believe them because, you know, I don't know of any laws that exist that tell a student loan company if you have all these different programs that you have to offer a specific one over another one. Um, I, I just don't know of any, any, any law that exists like that. And so I think that in the end, uh, Navient ended up settling because they just don't want the headache. They want to keep their, the, you know, their costs low, maybe keep their reputation, uh, as whole as much as they possibly can by avoiding a long lengthy court trial. And so, you know, and I mentioned earlier that, that student loan debt being canceled is, is, you know, there's a big, big talking point in, in politics and you know navia not being political i think this kind of does set the precedent for uh, for something political to happen on on a broader scale and maybe that had some influence i mean the 39 states got involved So maybe that has some, some, some significance there to what may happen in the future with other student loan servicers, because this is, you know, not, not Navient is not the only one that offers forbearance and and IDRs, every student loan servicer does that, including government-backed student loans. So we'll see what happens if this goes anywhere, if it just, if it just, this is just a one-time thing with Navient, or this goes into other student loan servicers. And you know, where they may be forced to cancel debt as well. It's gonna be interesting to see interesting to see how that will play out, you know, because of what just happened here with Naviant. So time will tell. Um, and that's kind of my my opinion on all this. So what do you do if you are not part of the 66,000 people who would get their Naviant loans to be canceled? I do have some 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 tips here on what you can do. So again, the, the loan has to be a private educational loan. It cannot be a government-backed loan. The loan, Your loan would have had to originate between 2002 and 2010. You had to have requested that the loan be put in forbearance um, in the last 10 to 15 years ago, and you weren't offered the IDR program. And then your navient loan eventually was defaulted or charged off so if that is your case and you don't get communication from navient what you could do is you can write navient a nice little letter uh, show how you were damaged if the you know because of this right so you, this is not legal advice by the way you may want to talk to an attorney about that regarding damages and request that your debt be cancelled and the trade line be deleted in your letter worst case scenario they say no you're basically in the same boat you are now Best case scenario, they say yes. Hey guys, you're listening to the Credit Agents Podcast.
0: Hello and welcome back to the Credit Agents Show. My name is Michael and today we are here in the Memorial City Mall talking to you. And we are also going to be giving away some free Starbucks gift cards to anybody willing to answer some credit related questions. Let's go check it out. Would you be interested in a free Starbucks gift card? Why not? All right. All you got to do is answer some questions. No, is that all right? That. All you got to do is answer some questions for a YouTube video we're shooting about credit. Okay. <laughs> all righty. So we are the credit agents and what yeah. we specialize in is credit repair. So okay. we just want to ask you some credit related questions. Yeah. All right. So first off, what is credit? score, right? And
2: like, uh, it's just like what people see or like companies or like other places that like will loan you money, they see that score, and based on that score, they'll be like, okay, this person is responsible, this person is a, like a good, like, what's called Like, we would like, invest
1: in them or something yeah. or something like
2: that. Credit is something that actually uh, dedicates your future, you know, where you can uh, actually purchase items where you don't have to come up with a bunch of cash. Credit is when you ask for money from a, a lender and then they'll give you. They'll you gotta. They gotta do a credit report on you. Then they gotta ask you how much you want. Then they'll say, okay, well you want five thousand, we'll give you two thousand. Uh, how do you want it? Do You want it on your checking account, or do you want it on a credit card? Or?
0: Uh, you guys kind of already answered this previously, but uh, do you guys have a credit card or any kind of form of credit? I have like five or six. <laughs> gotcha.
2: Me, uh, yeah, I'm starting to build up my credit with a student card because I have zero credit right now, so I'm trying to make my way up trying to build credit after. Sure, gotcha.
0: When it comes to the types of lines of credit, like how many lines of credit would you say that you have right now? Well, more than what I need. However, uh, I've got about 10. What would you say is kind of the good amount of credit cards you should have? Like how many is a good amount?
2: You only need a couple of credit cards and those are your main ones. You need like a Visa or a MasterCard. And with those, you can go out and buy what you want instead of getting store cards, because store cards rack up, they got a high interest rate. If you miss a payment, then they go up on your card. So it's better if you have a Mastercard or a Visa card, then you can use that for whatever purposes that you want it to be.
0: So, I guess when it comes to the you know specifics of credit and kind of how scores are scored, do you know the difference between like a FICO scoring model and a Vantage scoring model? Like by credit
2: score, I mean I know like there's a certain like limit of it, if it's good or bad or medium, but I don't know exactly like mine or like how the ranges is, if it's good with the ranges for good, bad, medium, like. So I don't know
0: exactly what that Yeah, there's just,
2: there's several, like, they're different agencies, I guess, right, that calculate your score. There's the FICO, there's Vantage. Uh, I forgot the other ones. Yeah. Like You got TransUnion, and you've got Credit Karma. There's another one out there, too. There's two. Sesame Credit. The main two, I think, is TransUnion and... Um,
0: Experian? Experience. Experience. There, yeah, definitely. When it comes to building your score and everything, you know, FICO and Vantage, they're they're pretty different, but you know, they can be uh, pretty beneficial to especially know what to attack. Like especially building your credit score earlier on, like definitely focusing on you know accounts, payment history, stuff like that is a really kind of just great way of starting your credit journey. That I do not know. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. So just kind of a quick primer. You know, FICO is going to kind of weigh things differently on your credit report when it comes to your credit score. So with a FICO score, you know, the account history and payment history are gonna be the most important kind of categories that you will learn. And when it comes to, you know, the vantage, it actually bolsters your portfolio with specifically payment history. It's worth 40% of your total score when it comes to how your credit score is monitored. So, a lot of people don't know that you can really maximize your credit score by right. focusing on specific categories absolutely i mean do you guys have kind of like big plans for the future you know do either of you want to become like a homeowner or you know kind of anything like that or
2: yeah I mean, eventually Eventually, once i get my degree start hopefully start off by like saving up and maybe bring my credit up and then eventually getting a car and then a nice house eventually so yeah oh well you know basically naturally you always get a newer home and buy a nicer vehicle
0: Definitely, definitely, for sure. Some pretty good credit cards. <laughs> a nice home,
2: a nice car. You want to be able to buy some of the things you want to make your life comfortable. But, I mean, you shouldn't do, with the way the economy is now, no, you shouldn't do a lot of buying. You need to curtail it a little bit. So, if you really want a house and that's what you want to do, you focus on the house. If you want a car, you focus on getting you a car.
0: And then what would you say is kind of the best, optimal amount of credit cards one person should have?
2: I think the main card everyone should have that don't get you into trouble is American Express that you can pay off on a monthly basis.
0: Gotcha. And then how many credit cards do you think somebody should have?
2: On average, five should get everything done.
0: And would you say credit, especially in this modern age, is, you know, definitely a requirement when it comes to those types of successes? Or do you think you can get by with no credit?
2: You need some type of a credit to establish where you are and what you want to be or what you want to become, because without it, they have no way of accessing your worth. So yes, you do need some type of a credit card, but what you really need to do is keep a limit in mind on what you're gonna spend and don't overspend. If you, want a limit for $100 you stay within that range if you go over it it's for emergency and basically credit card sometimes is just for emergency purpose because sometimes people don't have ready cash that they can go to or they may not have enough money in the bank and with the way the economy is now if you have a credit card that's a little backup for you you can run out and buy you some food or you need uh, or your medicine or something like that.
0: Gotcha, awesome. So how would you define success then, say in like 20 years?
2: For me, uh, I got my master's degree and I'm working at a college, so. Gotcha.
0: Awesome, awesome.
2: Uh, I just graduated, um, so it's like, uh, I don't know, I'm not sure yet, but just like being in a good place financially, uh, which means it's like, you know, you can have an, ex- an unexpected, um, like, or, like, purchase something, and you won't like feel it. Like, just, it's like, oh, I have those savings there for those emergencies.
0: Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much for talking to me. Here's a $5 right. Starbucks gift card. So, right. well, thank, you. thank you so much. All right all right so yeah kind of basing off some of the answers we've gotten it seems a lot of people don't realize that one credit cards you can have a lot more than you would think you know generally we like to kind of recommend around you know this two maybe three to five kind of ratio there just to really maximize your lines of credit but also diversifying your lines of credit. Really trying to make sure that not all of your credit goes from just strictly credit cards. You can have things like an auto loan, a mortgage, or even student loans can help contribute and bolster your credit score. So another answer we received was about using a credit card as a safety net. However, we here do not recommend you do that. Your credit card should be treated as a separate financial aspect. To your finances. Using and treating this like a kind of supplemental, you know, safety net, if you will, isn't necessarily a good idea and honestly can get you into more trouble. So, another question we asked was if anybody knew of the three major credit bureaus, and some of them managed to get them right, but Uh, A lot of people don't recognize that there are three major credit bureaus that all factor in when calculating your credit score and your score can actually be separate across those three major credit bureaus. So the three major credit bureaus are gonna be Experian, TransUnion, and Equifax. So those three credit bureaus all calculate an individual and separate credit score for yourself. And some of them even use different iterations of the FICO or Vantage scoring model. Hey guys, you've been listening to the Credit Agents Podcast. Thank you so, so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed the content, give us a like, maybe a comment, and please, please, please share this podcast around. Thank you so much for
1: listening.